Rusty Quill presents. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Whoa. With her? How are we? Do you guys um? Shit. I know who I am. Oh God. Oh no. Me too. Oh, Arlo. Osiris on a stick. <laughs> Sorry. What did you just say? I'm processing an entire lifetime of thoughts getting airdropped into my brain at once. So I uh, forgive me if my quips are off colour. Off colour. Yep, that wasn't even on the colour wheel. There's a house. Over there. Yes. Yes, there is. Hello? Oh my god, is that... Is that Oliver? No, it... It can't be. Oliver Berlin? Oliver? Hello? Can you hear me? What new torture is this? Uh, torture? Unrelenting, what the hell are you talking about? Hell indeed. Indifferent. Well, a little bit more on the nose than I would have liked. It's been all so innovative up until now. Oh, come on, you mobby bastard. Get up. You hurt or something. I didn't think you could get hurt here. You touched me. I grabbed your arm to haul you off the floor. Don't make it weird. I, I felt your palm on my skin. What is wrong with you? All of you, all of you are real. I sure hope so. Maybe he can't see. No, he's a major arcane, like me and Dindy. He should be able to feel it off like we did. Maybe all those rights. Oliver, it's all right. Just take a couple of deep breaths. You're real. I can feel your hands on my shoulders. What? Yeah, he's all weird. But why? Why, why are you here? We were looking for Sam. Yeah, we figured. Big wall of roses. Dead giveaway. Sam? Yeah, you know, this big silver hair, got complex, totally in love with you. Well, he definitely won't be here. Why not? Oliver, where do you think here is? It's obvious, isn't it? This is hell. Oh, God, this bread's been scrambled. Oliver, sweetie, this isn't hell. It has to be. It's the only thing that makes sense. What makes you think it's hell? You must have seen it. On your way here. That thing. It haunts me. Oh, your faceless friend. Yeah, pretty horrifying, to be fair. So you understand. It must be hell. Well, our running theory is that it's some kind of arcane construct. We don't know what it's for or how it works, but we are pretty sure it's got something to do with Sam. I... Sam? That person we saw, without a face. Who are they to you? Someone from a long time ago. Someone you loved? Yes. How did you know that? Well, think about it. You and Indy were put together, and me and Anna, too. It makes sense that whoever that is would be someone Oliver loves. 
But if it is Sam that's doing this, why wouldn't he just shack up with Oliver himself? Oliver? I know that face. What happened? I... We... Something happened. What? I broke up with Sam. You did what? what the fuck? Oh, Oliver. You knew about this. Not for certain. We but... had to do something. We had to try to make it stop. It wasn't fair what we were asking Sam to do. Which part of don't end the world is an unfair request? It's not just that for Sam, though, is it? It was more complicated from their perspective. There were a lot of alls in play. Oliver and I, we, we spoke about it. We agreed. We had to try whatever we could to make it so the decision didn't have to be Sam's anymore. And breaking up with him helps how? There was a prophecy about us. It implied that our being together was the catalyst. Oh, God, it's not the one about the dame of the world. Oliver, you numbskull, that was about falling for him, not anything else. It doesn't matter if you break up. It was always going to happen. It's only fair that he would want to punish me after that. Punish you? That thing. That creature you came across. It was an echo. A memory. Jack died the night I was made a major arcana. His death is the reason why I am what I am. But it's been so long. I barely remember. Oh. Bathsheba, save me. It's your dead boyfriend, isn't it? Yes. His what? None of you ever asked him how he got made major arcana, did you? You didn't kill him, did you? No. Of course I didn't. He just... Got a hair crammed to death on the floor of a bakery whilst Loverboy here watched, or he would have if they hadn't thrown acid into his eyes. And now Sam's made this thing. This... this monster. To hound me. And... Oliver, maybe this wasn't meant as a punishment. What else could it be? Maybe... He was trying to give you what he thought you wanted. <laughs> Why on earth would he think that this is what I wanted? Oh, I don't know, genius. Maybe because you broke up with him and he's entirely aware that the entire reason you signed your soul away was this other guy. Faithful listeners, I'm going to tell you a story. It's a story about people. It's a story about you. It's a story about me. It's about everyone. And it's also about nobody at all. Once upon a time, there was a little boy. And in all of the important ways, he was a little kid like any other. Except he wasn't. They could see the world for what it was, the shimmering threads that link everything together. He could make anyone do whatever he said. He could even wake the dead. They were me, of course. Just a little boy, but also so much more. And so much less. 
This story begins long before the main character is born. Long, long before. It begins with a creature made of fear of the unknown, made stronger by those who sought him out but never looked for him. It walked here and there, this thing made of fear of the arcane, out of the arcane itself, and two people who desperately wanted a baby of their own made a deal with it. They were so sure the terms of this deal they struck could be defined in terms humans could learn, and even outsmart. The parents knew one of his greatest tricks was to make children who never aged, who were born with arcane abilities so strong it was impossible not to adore them, but it was also impossible for them to live a normal life. So they asked for a child with no arcane power at all. She was to be named Molly Marie Enfield, and she was born without a scrap of her own arcane essence, and both her parents paid for her with their own lives. Molly grew up lonely, detached. Her grandmother was an apotheker. Her life was surrounded by magic that she could not access or perform, no matter how she practiced, studied and cried. The magic never came. And then her grandmother passed away, leaving Molly alone with a shop she could not run because she had no magic. But it was okay, because Molly had a plan. She'd heard of someone. Something, a broker of deals, a man who walked here and there, on the fringes of the known and the unknown, a being that existed in the spaces between words, who fed on the fear perpetuated by the bodies of those he left behind. Deaths with no real explanation, explanations that didn't quite fit. The gap between the known and the unknown. Molly didn't care what the price was, even if it was her life, so she found a way to reach him. He made her a deal, knowing she would ask for one, having stationed one of his ruined, empty foot soldiers to watch over her and dozens more to stalk her dreams and make it so that she would grow up afraid, inadequate and alone. So the young Molly Marie Enfield cast a circle and waited for the man to come. But first, she met someone else. Someone sad and strange and distant. A man out of time, unstuck from the threads of his own life, walking through memories like they were a stroll in the park. They told her the deal was already done. They barely even tried to stop her, knew there was no point, knew then that the deal Molly Marie Enfield would make was not just her deal, but his too. They gave her a picture of a white door, set in darkness, standing ajar. Molly Marie Enfield woke the day after her deal and it was like the world was in colour and all her life, until that day, she'd only been seen black and white and she always knew the power was borrowed, that she was only ever regent to it, that one day she'd have to pay the price, the price which was also the gift itself, but she was never sure what that meant. She'd met the man in the flat cap's broken foot soldiers, seen how their personalities were flattened into the apotheosis of their worst trait. She wondered what hers would be when he took her. The arcana of trying too hard. The arcana of self-disgust. But she was wrong about how it worked. It wasn't about your worst trait. It was about the thing you were running from. She was never destined to be a major arcana at all. She was destined to be nothing. Not even a ghost. Unreachable. And then one day, she heard a prophecy from a friend who would become a lover. 
a prophecy that said she'd bear a child who'd best the one who walked here and there. And she took this as a duty, but two children into her attempts to force fate's hand, she realised the child would come the same way the one who walks here and there had arrived to. When she surrendered to fate's hand and let the arcane be itself, only then would the child be born. She knew something was wrong from the moment she realised she was pregnant. It was impossible, first of all. She'd not slept with anybody with the means to make her bear a child for such a long time, but she was pregnant. She felt strange, desperate, like the thing inside of her was draining something vital from her besides her nutrients. Like her own soul was leaking through the placenta into this child that took and took and took. In her sleep, she began to draw a white door in a void of darkness, firmly closed. The door was the same as the one in the picture given to her by the person whose deal she shared, but it was familiar for another reason too. It was the door to her home, a home she had sought in desperation, drawn by she didn't know what. Why this place? Why come here? She never really knew. She never really had an answer. But in that moment she knew. It was this door. The child was born in blood on the living room floor. More blood than should have been possible. The price is always paid in blood. Having birthed two children before this one, Molly Marie Enfield knew what it was like and was surprised when the next day she was barely even sore that her body seemed as though it had never been pregnant with this child at all. All of this she noticed, yes, but it barely registered because the world was black and white again. The colour was gone. She tried to read tarot, found it did nothing for her. When the child cried, it could not be ignored. The baby's balls seared into your skull and you knew right away what it wanted and could not stop yourself from giving it. Tubs and tubs of powdered baby milk, three baths a day, all cut short, soft blankets, warm arms, all given without pause or hesitation. And it was only afterwards that you would think, oh wait, why did I do that? Was it me that made that bottle, changed those sheets, ran that warm water? And it always was you. It got worse as the child grew and learned to speak, a skill he acquired far quicker than most children. They spoke first in Latin, but English followed quickly. With the words, the demands the child made took a different shape, the compulsion to act on those demands more forceful and immediate. At two, he called a soul back into a body it had abandoned. At three, he spoke with ghosts more than living people. He drew on the walls, on paper, on anything within reach. Symbols, words, runes, and a white door. The door to their home. The door that Marie herself had drawn. The door in the picture that had been given to her before her deal was even made. And then she knew. The person she'd met that night before she made her deal was this child. And the child knew it too somehow remembered this as though it were the past, as though they had seen it, known it, felt it. The child spent hours alone. It was the only way his mother and sisters could escape the strange agony of his requests. He might have known what was to come, but there was still a child, a child with a child's demands. It was a confusing way to live. Like software too advanced for the hardware it was trying to run on, it glitched and bugged. Their nose and ears bled. They could not be consoled because their demands were always accepted. 
comfort was given, but it always felt thin. The response to a command, never an act of love. Sometimes the child did things because he knew he would. They went with their mother to the bedside of a person he knew was going to be a friend many years in the future, and he made her a ghost for himself to find later. They knew, too, that one day their mother would tie them to a pentagram made of wood dragged in from the forest, and the house would almost kill him. They dragged the branches in themselves. Was the child afraid as he tied his pyjamas in a gag around his own face? It's hard to say. This was what happened. In many ways for him, it happened already. There was no disarming destiny, so it would happen. But he still shook as he walked down the stairs, knowing it would come. Knowing what he was, feeling all of it at once. There in his head, a whole lifetime of thoughts and feelings right there to sift through, but impossible to understand. Because he was a child. It was like staring at a stack of books in a language you can never learn, but you can piece together the meaning from the illustrations, almost, but not quite, and you'll never know if it's right. As his mother tied him to the star, this is what he thought of, of all the things that were to come, how he would know now in this transparent moment, and soon he would forget it all, and for a few brief years, he could be free of knowing and seeing his own life, like it was a set of pictures or a deck of cards, knowing it could not be changed knowing only that he was also alive and present right now in the moment. A seven-year-old boy with his pyjamas in his mouth, in socks with bunnies on them, who more than anything wanted to be held. But he knew he would not be. I remember now. I remember what I was. I remember what I knew. I remember what I saw. I remember what I did. I remember knowing this. This moment now, that it was coming. That it was always going to come. That one day I'd be here, telling you this. Only... Only I don't know what's supposed to happen next. In my memory of the future, this is the end. But it isn't. Not yet. What's that? Stay back. Oliver. It's you. The real you. Don't come any closer. Is that a knife? Why are you... I told you to. Why are you... Oliver, did you seriously just stab me? Yes, I did. Jeez, Oliver, you stabbed me. Gods, what the hell? You... You're not dying. Wow, well done, genius. I can't die, can I? Nor normally you reset. There's a pause where you die and then you come back. In case you haven't noticed, big-brained smart boy, we are in a universe I made. You can't just kill me here. I am here. The whole place is me. I killed what was left of the rest of me to build this place. What in seven hells did you think stabbing me was going to achieve? I don't know. I thought maybe... Poetry of it? Killed by your lover? Killed by my lover? You broke up with me, remember? And that's absurd, anyway. Like, are you serious? Oh, damn. That's smart. It really smart. I've got a knife in my chest. Uh, uh, I'm, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
Can I help you? Let me... No, thank you. You've done plenty so far. Just... Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Christ's sake, Oliver. You're just rocking up in here and stabbing God or whatever. Real nice, real smooth. I... Should I go? I don't know. Maybe. You did just fully stab me in the chest. So maybe that'd be an idea. What do I do now? I don't know, do I? Pick your poison. It's your slice of paradise. Why don't you go back to Jack and just be happy instead of worrying about everything else? Have you been outside at all since you made this place? No. I can see the whole place from right here in my garden. Why would I need to go outside of it? I'm God now, remember? I can just do that. Yeah, but have you actually looked? At what? All my tiny citizens? It's better that they don't know about me anyway. Would you mind just, like, going? I'm kind of busy here. Doing what? Holding all the threads together. What do you think? It looks to me like you've been getting shit-faced, to be honest. I can multitask. Welcome to Sam's Paradise. You're welcome. Now just go and be happy or whatever and leave me in peace. I'm kind of in the middle of something. Happy? Yeah. Just go. Don't rub it in. Just enjoy it. No need to thank me. Thank you! Getting a sense something about this isn't sinking in. I want you to go. Yeah, well, I don't want to leave. Because you seem to be under the impression that this little slice of the arcane you've curated for us is some kind of nirvana. But you haven't been paying attention. Just... Let me brood. It's fine. I'll get over it eventually. I thought I was in hell. You... What? Why? I... I gave you everything you wanted. The cottage, the family, You Jack. built that place out of my memories and desires, didn't you? That's what you tried to do. Sam, I don't remember what Jack looked like. I've spent months stalking through this maze of flowers, swaying in a non-existent breeze, followed by this... This thing. And I could tell it was him, but he... He looked like nothing. But... It was... Maybe it's not what you were intending, but Sam... Sam... It was hell. That place you made for me, it was hell. It's gone now. What? The place, it's gone. Then, I can make you something else. Do you want your shop? There, there it is. The smell of the meadows on the sun, on a gentle breeze. Here. Now please, leave. I don't want the shop. Then what do you want? You want to stab me again? Because I really can't be bothered, but if that's it, that's how you want to spend eternity, go ahead, by all means, stab me. I don't want to stab you. Oh my gods. Would you just tell me what you do want so I can give it to you and you can leave me alone? Please. Just leave me in peace. I don't want to leave you. <laughs> Be stupid. I'm not that kind of God. You don't have to tell me what you think I want to hear. I mean it. Is this peace for you? Really? Is that what this is? <sighs> Sometimes when I close my eyes... I can taste oblivion. I think that's as close to peace as it gets for me now. That sounds miserable. It doesn't matter. Everyone here is safe and happy. I made a mistake with you, and I'm sorry. 
Maybe I didn't want to look too hard at what you wanted because it hurt too much. To be fair, you had just broken up with me, so I think you owe me forgiveness for that, actually. Nobody owes anyone forgiveness. That's not what forgiveness is. And it's not just one mistake you've made, Sam. This whole place, it feels wrong. The people here, they feel it. Not all of them have woken up to what's happening here yet, but they eventually will. Because you can't know what people really want. I can get pretty damn close, though. This isn't... It's not good, what you're doing here. Then what the hell should I do? It was end the world, or leave it as it was. With all its pain, and hurt, and suffering, and death. This, it's a happy medium. I didn't have to pick. It should never have been your place to pick. What it was. I paid for it. In my own blood. Are you crying? I died for this place. For everyone. For you. And you stabbed me. I'm sorry I stabbed you. When you came in, and it was the real you, really here, you came to me, for real, and then you fucking stabbed me. I thought, when I saw you there, I thought you'd come back to me. I thought that meant I... that you wanted me enough to walk away from Jack, even though that doesn't make any sense. Even though I tried to make you forget, but it was hard. And you're just here to destroy this place. And and I worked so hard to make it for everyone. I tried so hard to make you happy. It is not your job to make me happy. Of course it is. I'm God. No, you're not. You're Sam. You're my Sam. And this is not what you are for. Then what am I for, Oliver? Death? No, you ridiculous man. You are not meant for anything. Nobody is. It's all meaningless until we make it mean something. I just want you to be happy. Well, I'm not. And it's not your job to fix that. But I could. No, you couldn't. Not with magicking things from nothing. Not with twisting the arcane around your fingers until it looks pretty enough. None of that is what makes people happy. They find happiness themselves. In things they love. People they love. Happiness is the stuff that makes you want to go on living, despite all the muck and suffering it's buried in. I looked for him. For who? Jack. But it's been too long. What's left of him is in so many pieces. It's not... I couldn't pull them back into a person, not without knowing what he was like before. I'm sorry. You really think that's what I want, don't you? It's fine. You can just go. I don't want to leave. Just go. Just go. Everyone leaves. This is what I'm meant to be doing. What is it exactly that you think you've done? He said I could end the world, but I didn't want to hurt anyone. So I kept you all. All of you that I could. I kept you safe. I made you all happy. Why? What do you mean, why? Because I love you. Because that's what you do for people you love. I think I may have been quite foolish. I underestimate you. I just wish you'd offer yourself the same love and protection as you do to everyone else, falling on your sword every five fucking minutes. Me falling on my sword? You're one to talk. Yes. Maybe we're both a little guilty of that. It's my responsibility, given I have the power to change everything, to actually do that. 
There was no other option, no better way. It's the only alternative to ending it all or leaving it as it was. That's not... Would you stop trying to find a way to make what you're doing sound rational? The reason it hasn't worked has got nothing to do with you succeeding or failing. The whole endeavour... It's fucked, Sam. Can't you see? Just what... I want to be good. You were good enough already. Then why did you leave? Sam. I could kill you right now. I could scatter you across this place. I could take you apart. It'd be so easy. I know. Why did you do it? Why did you leave? You stupid, selfish thing. You ridiculous thing. You... I tried to make you happy. Why? Because I wanted to. You ruined everything. And now it's raining in my garden, and it's supposed to be perfect, and it isn't, and it is your fault. away like it's nothing. You know the one thing I couldn't do? I could never get the smell of you right. What? When I remembered you, the smell of you, I could never... There was always something missing and I just... I killed the human part of me. You made me weak. I stabbed him in the heart, funnily enough. Now... in this place. Not all of it. Not the whole of them. But I can tell where they are, and if I think about it, I know what they're doing too. Do you have any idea what I could do to you? What I could do to anyone? Everyone? Everything? I could snuff it all out. I could make everything in shades of blue and grey. This whole place is around my fingers. The whole of everything. I can twist it and pull it any way I like. And this one thing, I couldn't do it. I tried, and I almost got there, but it wasn't right. Do you have any idea what that felt like? I could do anything I want, almost without thinking. But the one thing I can't get right is the smell of you. You can drive me insane. I don't know what to say. Don't move. Sam. I said, don't move. <gasps> no, you can't move, can you? I can see all the shimmering little threads of your soul, Oliver Balloon. I know what you are. You think you're so bad. You think you're fucked up. You think you're a wreck. You think it's all your fault. You're absolutely ridiculous. You don't understand anything. I'm sorry. Oh, you're sorry? You leave? I die for you. I try to make you heaven, and you turn up, and you stab me, and you're sorry? I don't care if you're sorry. I want to ruin you. I want to tear you to pieces. Do you understand? Yes. All of this, everything I've done, all of it, look at what I am. 
What have I become? I've always known what you are. Liar. I'd die for you a thousand times. I'd kill for you, and I wouldn't even flinch. I'll give you anything you want. Sam, you're a monster. Spirit Box Radio is a Hanging Soul Studios podcast written, directed, edited, and produced by Awa Major. This episode starred Jesse Jeffrey as Kitty, Daisy Major as Beth, Becca Barton as Indy, Alex Palaber Richardson as Anna, Reba Yo as Arlo, Will Cummings as Oliver Berlin, and me, Awa Major, as Sam Enfield. If you enjoy the show and want early access and bonus content, you can help us by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Hanging Soul Studios. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Spooky. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.